0: The Around the NFL podcast worked with Tom House in the offseason.
1: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan.
2: Little concerned. Everyone all together. Why are you concerned? concerned? Uh, Well, because, you know, we've
3: been in the studio for a bit, and there is massive drilling happening essentially Mm. right below where wes and i sit this could be a two-person show at any moment because it
1: feels close to us massive drilling in an elevator shaft there are jackhammers involved disturbing (laughs) and you know maybe that that adds a little jitters you know of course we're working on the transition to now and we're also you know the the off season's over we had what uh, Greg, like thirty something posts. It's something over. Like the off
2: season officially ended on Tuesday with the Brady news and just a lot of other thing coming out. You know, buckle up. Uh, and about Brady? News. You got it about six months. Six off-season. and a half months. Uh, the season starts now. Mark and I didn't even get to have our off season send off party. We were gonna celebrate the end of this all- off season. Well, we could we still didn't get to have it yet. We could yeah. still try to do it during camp. Even though camp is sneaky, sneakily probably the hardest. Time of year for work. Not was, that we need to complain, but it's was this a like a
1: private like two dudes having a send away? You got a text. Why wouldn't Greg surprise. didn't get a text? Well, it didn't, didn't get off it. the
3: ground, and I don't think we can do it during camp right. because if I, it's depressing because we're right in the mire. And you say six months? You know that work doesn't actually end until roughly
2: late June of well, next no. year. It, it's still quiet times. If I if I were to. You know, mention your point. Dan got tech. if I, you know, if Dan received the uh, a fraction of the level of social disrespect I get, I mean, Dan wouldn't even show up to work anymore.
4: Well, <laughs> it's like when I used to play softball. One of my friends owned a boat, and I wasn't yeah. particularly tight with him, but he would yeah. invite me every time because I right. knew I'd say yes. Yeah. Whenever I invite you out, I get ah eh, probably yeah. not. Yeah, probably
1: that's not. fair, and that's why I don't. I don't. Think you got a lot uh,
4: of responsibilities. I, I'll come We've out. talked
1: about that come before. Out. If you're the guy that you get invited a lot and you don't go, you can't then get it's a It's on you. you. Stop getting invited.
2: And I don't. And I don't. I'm making a joke. And uh, I, I come out. I'll have little streaks for a couple weeks. Yeah, if I have
4: a party at my house, you always get the invite. There you go. Uh,
1: we have, <laughs> uh, you know, a very nice show today. And I, I get excited about certain shows. I don't get excited by certain shows, but I put it on a mask. I pull it over my face, and I smile. You're a professional. Yeah. But this one, no mask. This is me. This is the old Zeuser. And this show is a good one because <laughs> – Listen, I'm in a great mood, if anybody could tell, because the Patriots dynasty is crumbling before us uh, thanks to the big news about Tommy Boy Brady, uh, Greg Rosenthal. This is
2: all an act. You're not in a great mood, and uh, they're going to keep the fourth Super Bowl title they won last February. They're going to keep it.
1: Tom Brady's suspension has been upheld. He's going to fight it in court and further tarnish his legacy. Good luck with that. We're going to get into everything in the fallout. Uh, with you know Robert Kraft now jumping back into the fray, too late, Rob. And uh, you have uh, Brady's agent and Brady coming out, and the the Boston's mayor coming out, and everybody's coming out. A lot to get to, Tom Brady. How about that? Everyone, you know, a lot of people are getting
2: after me on Twitter. Well, wow, how does the throne of East feel now? It's like, is it no longer the throne of? E- well, they're not taking away the the fourth title. It's like. I kind of let go right then. I kind of like how feisty the Patriots came out today. So that, yeah. I'd love to be on the throne of ease if
1: I were you. This is about hitting back. By the way, still going to go 12-4. and four. I don't know why we're even concerned about <laughs> And, this. yes, Dan, they are a great organization. What a brave, great, honorable organization. Uh, also, we're going to hit you know a lot of other news to get to as camps start to open. We're going to have more camps opening today, or they have opened today, Wednesday, uh, more throughout the rest of the week as, as football is back. In earnest, and uh, we are going to, of course, uh, bring back one of our games for the preseason edition, a preseason edition of go get my lunch, you big old barf turd.
3: Dan, you sure you want to <laughs> play this game again?
1: Wow. No, oh, yeah. True. Listen, like I said, the point I made at that time, I bombed out in the draft horribly. I think I went 2-14. and 14. <laughs> Draft's not my forte. If you look at the numbers – I always do well when it counts. This is when it counts. This is the season. Well, i looked at the numbers. You're in last place. Take a look at the numbers before the draft.
2: <laughs> the sandwiches taste the same, whether it's in the offseason or the regular season, and there was a lot of them.
1: That draft, <laughs> the draft is over. We almost drowned
2: in sandwiches that you owed us. <laughs>
1: the draft. It was dangerous. The draft is over, and you will all pay when the games count. So to Dan's credit, <laughs>
2: he did hook us up with a lot of good sandwiches. I didn't get that one. Was good. Wait, well, you we got sandwiches anyway. from Dan? Yeah,
0: yeah he, he did
1: it a few times. He did a few times. So, you know, let it go, guys. It's over. (laughs) We're turning the page. So, uh, But uh, before any of that, we're going to check behind the glass. The Irishman's behind the glass. He's helping us out a little bit. TD's also back there scrambling, sweating profusely. Let's do some news. TD's in trouble back there, man. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Big transition period for our producer. Um, All right. Let's get into it. We'll start with the news. Tom Brady, this was announced finally On Tuesday, Roger Goodell has upheld uh, Brady's four-game suspension for violating the league's policy uh, on integrity of the game, the league announced Tuesday. uh, The league issued a full report on this, uh, and maybe the thing that jumped out at at everyone as far as the big talking point was that Tom Brady had an assistant destroy his cell phone. The cell phone, of course that contained information that the league had wanted to see since the beginning of this investigation into the deflation of footballs uh, connected with the AFC championship game. So, Tom Brady, the fight doesn't end here. Apparently this is going now to uh, a federal court where he's hoping to get an injunction that allows him to stay on the field potentially all through the season. You never know. This is Are not you ready for some yet. football? It's not Shit. over
2: yet. Just this all this injunction talk is just getting me excited.
1: For the season, ow injunction,
4: injunction, junction. What's your function? What well, What was your guy's first thoughts? That on was like a West song.
1: Out. That was from 1972. <laughs> it had to. be. It
4: was from our childhood. Do you remember that? I do. Schoolhouse school Rock. Rock. Yeah, conjunction, junction. Nailed what's your it. function? Yeah.
3: I, they, my take on it, you like I, I I I wasn't surprised because the everything we were hearing was that Brady was you know lobbying for himself and not necessarily cooperating. I think the league wanted to see a lot of. I, you know, apologizing to some degree and coming around and fealty. beating the middle, yeah. And it's, they, they, didn't get the of that. they didn't Kiss get the any of that.
1: Kiss the ring, Tom Brady. We need some fealty on this one. And this is what Tom Brady had to say. Um, he released a statement on his Facebook page. All right, this is we're taking this from the middle of the statement. I also disagree with yesterday's narrative surrounding my cell phone. I replaced my broken Samsung phone. Who is a Samsung? I don't know. With a new iPhone six. After my attorneys made it clear to the NFL that my actual phone device would not be subjected to investigation under any circumstances. Most importantly, I've never written, texted, emailed to anybody at any time anything related to football air pressure before this issue was raised at the AFC Championship game in January. To suggest that I destroyed a phone to avoid giving the NFL information it requested is completely wrong.
3: Side note, that is exactly how uh, Greg Rosenthal got a new phone here at work.
1: <laughs>
2: what? Just getting rid of destroying Just old phones. I out there.
1: do not buy a word of that, and anybody that does is naive. If you were involved with a major investigation that involved your phone you would you would not get you wouldn't destroy it even if they said oh we're not going to need it you'd probably but hold they had on already given
2: it. away. By his logic, at least, they'd already given all that information to everything that they were going to give. They had already given it previously. Well,
1: but you still, hold on to the yeah. phone. You don't destroy Doesn't the Doesn't that phone? seem
2: incredibly
3: dodgy from a perception it's angle? Like,
1: oh, they,
4: they're There's done with this. This whole thing's a perception angle. It's That's all it is. After six months and thousands of hours of investigation, your case is so weak that you need the player to impugn himself to make a case. How about you keep the phone, Wes? I, Who cares? I, Hold on to as uh, Brady yeah. said, it's an inconsequential little issue, and it has been from the beginning. Of Brady
2: says. But I, I think what that it resonated with fans, with Dan, with Mark, with a lot of people, that this information came out on ESPN well before uh, we heard the news. Actually, that he wouldn't turn over the news, and it just feels more political than anything. That it's a distraction. It's kind of like a legal argument where you're really trying to distract from the main issue here, which is, did he specifically, you know, request the PSI at a certain level, like all this cell phone stuff, it's a PR campaign against Tom Brady and Robert Crafton, we'll get to his statements later, basically made the case that the NFL has been engaged in a PR campaign that they, that they leaked some statements to ESPN um, back in January about the, the relative you know PSIs of the balls. That turned out to be incorrect. And to me it just feels like and Brady's side is just as bad. PR campaign back and forth. Wait, so you don't have a, you you think it's absolutely fine that he decides
3: to no, destroy a phone I, in the middle of the No, I don't care that much. Samsung no. I don't plus.
2: really care that much. It feels like a distraction to that we're talking about this deflated football thing still. Is this that big of an issue? Are we just trying to prove we're right? It feels like politics. Robert Kraft has his base, and he's pandering to the Patriots fans. Roger Goodell has his base. He's trying to prove he's right. His base is the owner's, and it's just politics. And in a few weeks, they're going to be talking again and making
1: lots of money. I just don't understand why you don't hold on to that phone when it's a central sure. part of yeah, the right, investigation. Right, right. It just, to me, it's too fishy. And then you have Robert Kraft who comes up. And Robert Kraft, of course, so, uh, you know, a month ago or two, came out and said that he decided he wasn't going to fight this anymore for the good of the 32. Now he's back because he's upset because I think he thought an olive branch was coming in.
4: I was willing to accept the harshest penalty in the history of the NFL for an alleged ball violation because I believed it would help exonerate Tom. Once again... I want to apologize to the fans of the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. I was wrong to put my faith in the league.
1: That's pretty strong words right there.
4: I think out of everybody involved, to me, his integrity is, is the most unquestioned. He made it a point in his statement to talk about lawyers, and we're throwing reason and you know all common sense out the window and we're all going with lawyers here and this guy ended the lockout by throwing the lawyers out of the room and a few months ago he went with the league over his team his integrity to me is beyond question on this mm. and i think he's peeved about it well i think he's
3: he's you know i i like number 1 he comes out takes the heat off Belichick having to get peppered for four hours with questions by going out there and taking the league on. He, you know, I, I think it's he spoke honestly. And what happened here was a strategic mistake because he probably feels burned, obviously, I for giving he, concessions. And then they come and slap down Brady think, with four games. I think
1: he feels double crossed by the league. Sure. I think he thought, I'm going to do you a solid and not turn this into an absolute S show. And in, in, in return, you're going to take it easy on Tommy Boy and not bury him for four games. And now the league didn't play ball with him, and now he's back because well, he's angry. And they look, I get at, that.
2: they look at this upholding the suspension, not just as upholding, but that they went further because they ultimately alleged more in this upholding than they did initially. And they their statement uh, when the, this first came out on Tuesday says they're trying to destroy Tom Brady's... Reputation, And I keep thinking, we were there Monday of Super Bowl week getting ready for the, one of the best Super Bowl matchups of our lifetime. And this is what we're talking about. This, this weird, minor deflate story, deflategate story. And here we are ready for the 2015 season as everyone's getting ready. Oh, let's, you know, training camp, time of hope. And we're still talking about this. Everyone is tired about it. Everyone loses. I think the Patriots look bad. I think the league looks bad. I mean, who wants to talk about this? Anyway?
1: Bill Belichick also... Spoke about this. Let's see what Bill had to say. <laughs> Not... sure, sure he had a lot.
0: You heard what Robert just said. It's already been addressed. I Maybe I ought to go back and look at your notes. <laughs> it's already been addressed. <laughs>
2: I
3: love, I love what Belichick good. did because he, he he, doesn't try to do this, but he keeps giving us great catchphrases. On to Cincinnati. It's already been addressed. I'm going to use that to, on Greg 20 times a week.
2: Well, my favorite thing was when he, he said, check check your notebook. They were like, well, do you want to expand more on what Kraft said? And he's like, well, you better check
1: your notes. Is <laughs> Bud Kilmer from Varsity Blues.
2: Well, I think the reason – I'm not
4: a Patriots fan. The reason why I've had their side on this entire issue is because I've studied NFL history. I know how this works. I know that the Patriots are a, 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 the latest in a long line of really good franchises who have tried to gain a competitive advantage and – Almost every dynasty in NFL history has done this. Paul Brown is lionized for trying to gain a competitive advantage his entire career. And I think if you look at the 70 Steelers, this is, this situation's come up before. Mm. West pulls out the book. At the same time, the Steelers also suggested that the football supplied for the Raiders in Oakland and only the Raiders were not properly inflated, making them easier for Stabler to throw and for Bliton and to- cough to catch. What's and that from? This is from a book called The Super 70s. And it's a really good book, but this stuff pops up all over history. When you read about the history of the NFL, the, the Raiders were not punished for that. There was no big investigation. There were not false reports leaked to start that. And I think knowing history cures the jumps. Mm. It cures looking at every event as some menacing thing that never happened before. There's no shame in watching the Lemmings rush by. The
1: Patriots and, are different, though. What, they're not different. Is, they're only different what about because. The, what about Spygate? There is a pattern the, of behavior with this organization that's gone In both on of for these years.
4: situations, the Patriots are accused and found guilty of doing things that other teams were doing. And I think there's a paranoia involved with the Patriots. And I think it's because you have the bandwagon on the other hand, but you have another machine called the media arm. Well, and knowing history allows you to stop the media arm right, from jamming on. this story down your
1: throat. We gotta, guys. We gotta move on here and talk about what's next in this case, and that is uh, Tom Brady not taking the four-game suspension. He's gonna now take it to court, and now here's the here's the thing. And Ian Rapaport, Rap Sheet reported this uh, yesterday, which was there is a chance if he gets the injunction that this could be a situation where the first four games, if he loses, he could lose games later in the season, which is a major sticking point for the for his team right now, the NFLPA. Uh, Greg, your thoughts about that?
2: I mean, no one knows. No one's known anything about this entire situation. There's a chance Tom Brady plays the whole season, and he never misses any games. I think there's a legitimate chance of that, like ever. I mean, this happened with the Star Caps case and Kevin Williams right. and, and everything. There's a chance, you know, he does miss those four games, or it happens later. I mean, it, for us to kind of guess on the legal situation is difficult, other than to know that this story isn't ending anytime soon. And that, and that's where I think both sides have lost. I mean, the the point that Wes was making about it's happened all before, even the spy gate to me is so different. That seemed more like a uh, an infraction that, that at least the league had to take seriously. This is a pretty minor thing that now is going to stretch way into this season and, and help ruin, not ruin the, the season, but help kind but of Greg, cast the cloud over. Uh,
3: n- number one, great point by Wes. Hist- history shows this is not a new thing, and it does help to, to look back on that. Tons of quarterbacks have come forward and said, we like our footballs in all sorts of different ways, and that's just the way the game is played. So I agree that we don't want to over-dramatize the, the actual thing that happened to start it. But a lot of what's happened, and the reason that Kraft didn't get the reduced suspension he thought it was, is is – the reaction of Brady and others and the way they've dealt with the league. I'm not saying no one's pure here, but the tenor that the New England has in some of these investigations, I think it gets under the skin of the other owners. One and that's I, part who he's pandering we've to all been the
1: Patriots. We've been all on the same page that the initial crime, if you will, alleged crime that the the ball was air was taken out of the ball was not a big deal. But sure. I think uh, just the, the ma- cover up is just the imagine, imagine issue if to me if Tom Brady had just said
2: you know, I I do like the balls. You know, less inflated. I didn't know the exact numbers uh, totally initially. This would be over. The, I don't think the league would have ever even suspended him in the first place. This
4: would be over. If you're Tom Brady and you've seen the league make a Matterhorn out of a molehill, why would you trust them with your phone? That's fine. All we're well, not. I saying would that, I would battle them tooth and nail the same way he's done. I, I'm not saying West that. that he
3: shouldn't have done that, but I'm just saying that is a factor as why right. the league did not get nice and reduce it down. Well, the the league ought
2: to check them. Well, they gave gave Brady an option by reports. Judy Batista said there were some talks whether it would go down to one or two games and then also maybe some fines. Uh, But he didn't want to do it because he would have had to admit guilt, and he didn't want to admit guilt. And, oh, by the way, the NFL keeps losing in federal court, and he feels that his case is strong and that he can avoid any games, so
1: he's going to take it to him. One thing you said, you said that both sides are losing. We're losing. All the fans are losing. This whole thing stinks. I, I, everybody wants it to be put to bed. So yesterday's development wasn't necessarily good news for anybody. No. Even a Jets fan like myself, you just want this to go away, even if it meant him losing games. Well, now, you want Brady the Jets to go fans away forever. Winning. The Ravens but, and the
2: Colts fans—they're winning a
1: little bit. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Now, now, what does this mean for the AFC, Greg? I don't think it I will means start much. with you. Here's my first question to you: Where are you at on the old P scale? I one I, being one being uh totally dry walking around feeling <laughs> confident about yourself you could go on a date and you wouldn't feel weird ten soaking wet pants you got to go change your underpants
2: i would say it too like this situation it almost bothers me as it's been going on that i have no emotional reaction to it cuz it it makes me feel like a little part of my fandom has gone dead inside like i don't know i'm just worrying about it cuz we're covering it as a story for work and i a honestly little hollow as a like fandom. But I, don't, I honestly don't care. Like, I don't think it hurts Tom Brady's reputation long-term. I don't, it doesn't make me like the Patriots any less. It doesn't like, – other teams be like, oh, they're cheaters. Like, that doesn't bother me even in a little bit. And they're not taking away that fourth Super Bowl. That's the thing. And they're not going to take away their chances to win this Super Bowl. So
1: that's all I really would, care about. What would the P scale be for the 20-year-old Greg Rosenthal, just out of curiosity?
2: I'm sure it would be six or seven. You'd be pretty <laughs> annoyed. You'd be very upset and annoyed.
4: Oh, by the way, all you fans calling the Patriots cheaters, yourteamcheats.com. dot com. Check it out. It's good <laughs>
2: sight. <site. laughs> good sight. Well, you mentioned the history thing. I mean, the Steelers in the seventies with with steroids, the Forty ers and the Cowboys with salary cap. Che- I mean, what fo- football is
1: about cheating. Uh- Oh yeah, but the Patriots do it worse than everyone. I, I'm sorry. No, the pa- yes. There's a paranoia involved with They're the Patriots. Evil. They're they an are evil. not evil. They run an evil a, team. They run All the right. best
4: operation yeah. of the past two decades, they, and it's it's disrespectful for you not to. All right, I hold on. Give West the MVP now.
3: Dan asked know. about this year's AFC race, yes. and we put this on the site yesterday. I I see absolutely no problem for New England to get whatever happens. They've gone two and two in two of the last three seasons. Let's say they go two and two. One of those games is the Jaguars. They're winning two games to start the season nothing from there on out will prevent New England from getting to the playoffs and doing what they do every year. I, it, a l- Suspension later in the year, like you mentioned, that would be completely yeah, different, there. but that is
2: not going to happen. It's just four games. I mean, three of their right. four Super Bowls, they were two or two or worse.
1: The only the only way they're in trouble is if they really crater and go one and three and oh and four, and then they have a battle on their hands. I don't see that happening, but I wouldn't. In a know, division where no other team has a quarterback. We wrote a piece on NFL.com about we all gave our input, and it's like, we don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do. Like he could be really good. They can go 3 and 1 or 4 and 0 or he could be terrible and not be ready. He's a he's green. He's a complete and utter mystery. But I think even if they go
4: 1 and 3, their team is going to be better off than than people thought they were last year at 2 and 2 coming off mm. the blowout loss to the Chiefs. Right. The narrative that Brady was done in a, as an elite quarterback is Gronkowski really himself? We know all those things this year. Brady coming off the best fourth quarter in Super Bowl history. Gronkowski's the best tight end in the NFL. They're going to well, be a stronger team no matter what the record. Well, we're is.
2: talking P scale. That's higher when you just think about their secondary and when you think about the legitimate issues that they – you know I don't like their running back group. That the the offensive line is stable, but I don't. I think they could have. Legitimate football problems that have nothing to do with this that would make it hard to go 12 and 4. That maybe they would be more 10 and 6, 11, 5 I don't know.
1: Every so season is like, a little different. To your point, Mark, you said that uh, there's no quarterback in the AFC East. I agree with that. And the other thing to keep in mind is the Patriots can go 1 and 3, and the rest of the teams could be 2 and 2 or something. Well, so and by the way, they like a lot of times them, you sorry. find
3: out that your quarterback went down Sunday night, and you've got four days to practice and prepare the next guy. They have all offseason. I can't point to a team that does a better job developing younger players.
1: All right, and uh, last word we'll give from Mayor Marty Walsh, who had this to say, Boston is here to support the Patriots. I will always believe in my team and hashtag Tom Brady. So, breaking news, the mayor of Boston supports Tom Brady. <laughs> this is stunning. <laughs> All right, moving on. There is other news. All right. So, let's talk about some other news. We'll start with Pittsburgh. So, while Tom Brady was not able to get his suspension uh, lowered or wiped out, Le'Veon Bell did get one game knocked off. It was announced Uh, On Tuesday, that Le'Veon Bell will be suspended now two games instead of three. It will still cost him that week. one. Can you imagine, Greg, if they would have wiped out Le'Veon Bell's suspension on the same day that Brady's (laughs) It would have been great. That would have been wild. Uh, But so, yeah, so the best fantasy – I said fantasy because I'm thinking about Le'Veon Bell as my first pick if I get him. But one of the best young running backs in football, Mark Sessler, will be on the field earlier than the Steelers expected. Your thoughts.
3: I think it's huge for Pittsburgh. We saw what they were in the playoff game against Baltimore without Le'Veon Bell, and you have D'Angelo Williams, which is a better option than what they had last January at the position when he wasn't on the field, Bell. But Williams is not going to be a long-term answer at all. I still think this is an offense through the air that can slaughter you and score 28 points. They are one of the more complete offenses in the entire league, but when you put Bell back in in Week 3 against the Rams, I believe it is, that this team... Is a Super Bowl type team.
1: Big Ben said when they reported to camp this weekend that uh, he believes the Steelers can sc- score thirty points a game. I don't think that's crazy at all. Not at all. I think so, Wes?
4: I'd be I'd be severely disappointed if they don't score thirty points mm. a game. Wow, they're more loaded than they were last year. Martavis Bryant's another year better. He's been the subject of more hype the past week than any player in in any of the training camps.
2: I I think he you know Bell gets back on the field early. We were talking about this downstairs. You were like they can beat the Rams without. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So so maybe it's not that big of an impact. It might not be the worst thing in the world for a running back to have a little less pounding when you're hoping to make a long January and you know, February playoff run. They do have D'Angelo Williams, though, as their starter, and they do have a very tough week one game going into the defending champs on Thursday night. Get ready. You got Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) You got who's starting at running back, do you think, for that that day for the the Patriots? Who would be your pick? Garrett Blunt? No, he's, he's out. Suspended. Oh, uh, it's the all suspension. Jonas play. Gray. Uh, Jonas Gray. It'll be start... a cast of characters.
3: Traveris maybe Cadet.
1: Sammy
2: Morris comes out of retirement. Say. Corey <laughs> Dillon. Right. So he,
3: It's like never... preseason week five. <laughs>
2: That's the opener. <laughs>
3: it Sell sells. it, NBC.
1: Sell
2: it. Kickoff. And the, th- the funny thing is it, it, it does have a ton of drama. Without all these people, it's still going to be a
1: ton of drama and fascinating. And I, I mentioned fantasy before. I should mention it's coming up just weeks away now. The Fantasy Spectacular. The around the NFL fantasy spectacular. You got a roto world studs here, Greg and Wes. What about Mark? Mark will be here with I'll me. be I'll be in a seat in the studio. We'll be all here, so that will be, you know, fantasy week spectacular coming up. So are you taking Bell number one overall? Uh well, without two games, that's that's I would probably take AP only because there's a special
4: Oh, you're on AP now. Yeah. I'd take Bell number well, I one still in think a second. AP will. Be You've been doubting him publicly
1: for a little bit. For but twelve months now, I did. I got burned by him. I took him number one in my league last year, so maybe mm. I'll have to. We'll see. We'll listen, Wes, we don't know think how about play Jamal out.
2: Charles there too. I think yeah. Bell Charles what? Peterson,
4: Jamal oh. Charles, number
2: one. Oh, right in the mix. All right, Go good. Bell.
1: Very good news. Uh, next, uh, next subject. Speaking very good of the news. Chiefs in Kansas City. Speaking of the Chiefs, nice better transition than I had, Wes. Uh, <laughs> the Chiefs announced uh, that Eric Berry, their uh, star safety. Uh, has been cleared to take the field again uh, effective Wednesday morning for the first time since being diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma last December. He missed the final five weeks last season uh, when he was diagnosed and concluded treatment on his cancer in June. So he's going to speak to the media a little bit today, but he was on the field, and this is uh, really good news for a Chiefs team that that you know needs all the players they can get. And Eric Berry, when he's right, Greg, is a stud.
2: Number five pick in the draft, he's made three Pro Bowls. He's had an up and down career that you wouldn't think. I am talking just on the field before he had the cancer scare, uh, where he probably shouldn't have made some of those Pro Bowls. He's coming off a serious injury, uh, but he's wildly talented and versatile and fits in today's NFL. And it's amazing. I mean, has cancer last year. They were hopeful that he could make a full recovery, but to see him just back on the field like that much quicker, it's like it's insane. What a great story! Buried
1: by the flake gate. Yeah. What a great story buried by butterfly. Not the only great story buried. No, there's and we'll get to several great
4: stories buried by an, a controversy that's been going on
2: unnecessarily.
1: Well, that's how it works.
4: That's but Wes, But what? here's
2: the thing, people don't care as much as I think the programmers for instance of our network thinks they care. Like if you if you listen if you look at our metrics for instance yesterday, like what people are reading on the site. Tom Brady stories and we did a ton. We're only two of the top ten. People are more interested in Jake Long working out for the Giants and Jen Welter, the new coach of the Cardinals, who we'll talk about soon. And, you know, Josh Freeman. Spoiler alert. Getting cut is a bigger story to a lot of fans out there than a lot of these Brady stories. Like you said, there
3: is an element of exhaustion for those of us covering everything about this and the fans as well because it's one team.
1: All right, so very good news on Eric Berry. Uh, Not-so-good news on Don Terry Poe, the Chiefs' standout nose tackle, who will miss the beginning of training camp and the start of the season, uh, potentially, after having surgery on a herni- herniated disc in his back on July 15th. He's out indefinitely. Wes, how big a loss is this to the Chiefs, who are already without Sean Smith due to suspension?
4: They weren't a good run-defending team with him last year. He's a 350-pound, uncommonly quick man, who basically is engaged in sumo wrestling on every play of the game, and now he has coming off back surgery. He just wrote his
2: tombstone. That's great. Gave him six back sacks surgery too. for a player for a Miracle. nose
4: tackle. That's a huge concern because you're engaged in fighting on every play.
2: Well, at one point, one of the r- local reporters was, and, and it sounds like he was guessing, and then the the team set him straight. Thought. Poe might miss most of the season. That he might start out on the reserve PUP, miss six games. This is one of their best players. You look at their roster, I think it's really top-heavy. Some star, great players, and a lot of mediocrity. And Poe is one of those star players. It's a huge loss. To
1: and- Wes's point, by the way, think about your Uncle Chuck when his back is bad. Oh, yeah. And Chuck you're trying to have a good time at the, the old picnic and you're shooting hoops. <laughs> and then Uncle Chuck has to go lay down in the grass for an hour. Now you make a guy 320 pounds and put him in the NFL. Uncle Chuck
3: doesn't have to take on an NFL center, and if you can't stop the run and you're the Chiefs and you'll be scoring about 16 points a game tops, is not good equipment.
2: Any mid-July surgeries are always a red flag because you are trying to avoid that surgery as, as much as possible, and if you're going to take it, you take it in January. for it. So if, if for it to happen in the middle of July right before the season, they had no other choice.
1: Guys with bad backs, by the way, are sneaky. kind. They're kind of a drag. Yeah, yeah. You're just Always like trying talking to have a good time. It. Like, oh man, you have no idea. It's so, all right, bro. <laughs> At some point,
4: point. and you're not even saying that they're faking or anything.
1: It's no, just, no, it's, it's just like you just I have spe- you have
3: essentially zero sympathy.
1: for We're the in the car time. for three hours driving to Vegas or something, and you're backskilling. It's like, I mean, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. Sorry, Uncle Chuck. <laughs> in other news, and this this is some more. See, there's some good news that happened that kind of got buried. Here's more. Jen Welter um, is a name now associated with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, That team made history Monday announcing that Jen Welter has been hired as uh, the uh, team's training camp slash preseason intern coaching inside linebackers. Uh, That makes her obviously the first woman coach in NFL history. Uh, That is, Mark, legit historic. I think it's
3: huge news. And if you want to talk about the one story that – did get snowed under by Deflate Gate and should not have, it was this one. And it you know, when Arians back early in the offseason said this is gonna happen at some point and it should. Mm. I liked this is this is who Bruce Arians is, and it came from a coach that's not surprising. He's the one that said it, but you still thought it's way down the road. But you know what? It's thanks to him. She she went and said specifically that the strength of his will made this happen. That he called her up and he said, I don't know if I can get this cleared, but I'm going to fight for you. And she's deserving too. And the players themselves have said, some of them anonymously just said, she has more playing experience than coaches we're working under right now.
2: It shows what you say in those press conferences matter because him throwing that out there just kind of as an open-minded guy is what inspired another coach to call him up
1: and say, if you're serious about this, I I think I have your woman. I'd like you to meet her. And Jen Welter, a charismatic woman as well, as we saw in her press conference uh, that was held on Tuesday.
0: I didn't start playing football to be here. I didn't even dream that it was possible. And I think the beauty of this is that, though it's a dream I never
4: could have had, now it's a dream other girls can grow up and have.
1: That's pretty cool, Wes. Uh,
4: This is my favorite press conference since I've been covering the NFL. It really was. You've got two figures, Bruce Arians. I mean, I think... The four of us in this room, we don't have our jobs because we played football or because, we, you know, we grew up with the Mannings and we have connections. I'll speak we, for yourself. but <laughs> I, You know, several of us have had very circuitous routes and have wandered. Jen Wilter never expected to be in the NFL. She didn't think this was a possibility. She's kind of wandered her own route. Bruce Arians is similar. A coach who doesn't have to be guarded, doesn't play by the same roles as other coaches because he does what he wants. He does what he thinks is right. And I thought that came out beautifully during the press conference. She was
2: outspoken. She reminded me of a female Arians in many ways. It seemed like they would be fast friends. You you said it's your favorite press conference of all time, which is uh, a bold statement. I mean, what what about it did you like?
4: Well, most press conferences I hate because I don't really care what they say. (laughs) I mean, it's just – it's set up to make news. Right. This was set up because it already is news because – it's breaking new ground and it took a coach like Bruce Arians to do it and it took a person like her to do it I just think it's a really neat neat story and I think they're they're good people Mark. I think she'll succeed too and I like that she talked about when she
2: played she got a $12 game check for the entire season $1 <laughs> per game <laughs> per game That's but she big, was so yeah. proud of it that she carries it with her everywhere and it shows the kind of high bar you have to be to be the first female coach she's a She's a doctor, of Ph.D. of psychology, and has played professional
1: football for 14 years. It's only, almost for story purposes, it's better that it was a $12 check than rather like a $240 oh, check. Sure. It's like, carry that around. Look at my history.
4: By the way, that was a 20-second clip. Go to NFL Now. Watch the press conference. Look at that.
1: Wes, the promotion. Give them all the money. And, Mark, by the way, you were lying. You have no association with the Mannings. However, you are going to Berea soon, that old Indian burial ground in uh, Ohio.
3: You don't know everything about <laughs> to, my past or my to, family connections.
1: Uh, you know, cover the, the Browns at training camp, which is exciting. Try to get in that Mike Pettin guest house we heard so much about during hard night during, uh, what was that book? That <laughs> I will. So much? He
3: won't know about it, but I will try.
1: All right, moving on. All right, so Todd Gurley, some good news for the Rams. The, their uh, first-round pick, the 10th overall pick, will be uh, active, on the active roster and participate in practices to open training camp. According to the team's official website, uh, Gurley suffered a, uh, a knee injury that cut short his college career. And that was, I guess, some people had some hangups. How much time could he miss? It looks like Todd Gurley has a chance to be ready week one, Greg.
2: Oh, he'll, he'll be ready. I think the only question is, you know, as long as there's no setbacks, how many carries he's getting. Now, the local reporters still think Trey Mason's going to start that Todd Gurley will be starting the season at least behind him. But it's great news to have him on the active roster. Practice reports don't really mean much to me for most of camp, but I'll be watching the Gurley practice reports pretty closely. By
3: the way, uh, beat writers that think that Trey Mason will start, that's fine. It makes sense today. But if he blows the doors off in a couple preseason games, Todd Gurley is not going to be
4: sitting on the bench behind a lesser player. When I read this story, I mean, Todd Gurley is not going to stand in the way of the most exciting backfield in the NFL, according to Greg Rosenthal. Trey
2: you got to get healthy and make this happen. The most exciting backfield in the NFL. I don't think that's a crazy statement at all. you? Todd Gurley in college was unbelievably fun to watch. He's coming it's, off an ACL tear. Trey got Mason's it. like a little uh, locomotive. He's a fun guy to watch.
1: He does well in a spread offense. It's uncomfortable, then. When the scientists start <laughs> warring. And I'm caught in the middle, and Mark is a front row seat. No one like the Patriots scandal. No one wins. Of all the of all the little things
2: to pick on me about my Rams backfield love, seems like a strange one. The I most think If you like football, I think if
1: you a, like football, you're gonna like the I Rams. think it's Honestly, good the Rams. He, was, he was in a emo funk band called Delaware in New England. <laughs> go after him about that. Don't Not go after him about the Rams. What were they, honestly? <laughs> I've, th-
2: I've th- said it a million times. <laughs> so just clarify
1: for <laughs> it me. It was a They it's Might Be goth, Giants knockoff. Not, knock not a
2: goth band, sort of like an indie, goofy band. Yeah, a little They Might Be Giants. Butthole surfers. Little Dead Milkmen, maybe.
1: And again, I, I feel like I need to repeat this. If anyone has any footage of Greg's high school band, they were called Delaware. They were based in Western Massachusetts. If you have any audio or video <laughs> footage got to be out there. We will give you money for it. Literally, <laughs> we will pay for it to put on this show. Uh, finally, one last bit of news. Ryan Kerrigan of the Redskins, their uh, star outside linebacker, has signed a five-year extension. Uh, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reports that the deal will pay him $11.5 million a year uh, and $57.5 million total with $16 million signing bonus per a source of form to the negotiations. Uh, Wes, is Ryan Kerrigan the type of player that deserves that money?
4: That's a good question. I think he cashed in at the right time with a career year. He had 13 sacks last year. And before last year, Arakpo, Brian Arakpo was viewed as the better player, I think,
2: and the more impactful defender. He's a solid guy, though. I mean, it's the type of contract that Cam Jordan gets, and I view him as that guy or better.
4: He's not all pro, but he's a borderline Pro Bowl type in his best years. So, yeah, that's fine. I'd give that team the benefit of the doubt right now where I thought
3: the Redskins were absolutely wandering last season. I like what the general manager's done. I think he's worked to improve both lines this offseason, which is hard to do quickly, and
1: maybe he likes what he sees. And one last news item, Wes. The Miami Dolphins have brought back Josh Freeman. <laughs> well, he signed. You said he's out of the league. He's back. Yeah. Well, Freeman we're spent, and is and we're, a Freeman. For a week.
2: <laughs> so we're actually – this is a surprise to us. We're going to do six minutes on Josh Freeman. <laughs> First, can he pass Matt Moore on the depth chart? Does he have the strongest arm in the league? Um, and could he be the answer for the Patriots if he gets cut again West to win some, the Super Bowl?
1: Wes made some great points about the Patriots saga. They're still cheaters, but great points. But you got to eat some humble pie. Josh Freeman's back in the NFL, and he's not going anywhere. We're
2: playing Go
4: Get My Lunch here in a minute. I wish I would have saved this. Josh <laughs> Freeman will not be in on, on an NFL roster in week one.
1: I, I should have saved
3: that <laughs> for my Go Get My Lunch. <laughs> you would have had me. Hashtag had me. Camp arm. Okay, All right. have three yes. more
1: minutes to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, doesn't matter. So, here we go. Go Get My Lunch you big old turd. That's the name of our <laughs> game where we each make. It's really a not the name.
2: We're really looking for an end, you know, pejorative at the end yeah. of this. It used lunch, to clown. be a different word that wasn't appropriate. Yeah. So it could be go get my lunch, bad guy, you know, something. Bad uh, guy. Bad guy. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> go get my lunch, bad guy. I don't know if that works. Clown. Go get my lunch, clown. Go get my lunch, doofus. Go go get my lunch, uh, butthead. All options.
2: That's
3: a winner. Go all get right.
2: my
1: lunch, writer past his prime. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So, mm. uh, as yeah, we talked about the show, we haven't played this since the draft. Uh, some of you did well. Some of us did not do well without getting into specifics. But now we're going to talk about the training camp, go get my lunch. Uh, so each of us make a prediction, and we all have the option to either take the person up on that high-octane sandwich or say, no, 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 I agree with you. Uh, I'm not going to take you up on that. Uh, So we will start with the great Mark Sessler, the quiet storm, they call him.
3: All right, so Tom Brady excluded, obviously, from this. At least one playoff quarterback from last season will sustain a significant injury in training camp or preseason (laughs) that will cost him a week one start
2: if not more, what's, what's the not upside of this? No, you you're rooting what? for injuries. This now I'm you're. I'm not bro- rooting
3: for it. It's it's, a it's bad like bad job I said. It's a gr- no. You know what? You told me I did a bad job last side and no, no, I no, absolutely no. I devastated you. Move
1: forward, by the way. This is
2: like the, the flake gate. There's no winners <laughs> yeah. in your scenario.
4: So I don't need the, There's a winner if I win. I get a sandwich.
2: Andy Dalton, Andrew
4: Luck, you Joe Flacco, like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Andy.
2: Da- uh, you said that.
1: Cam Tony New- Romo,
4: Cam Newton, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers.
1: What a scam this is!
4: Matt Stafford. One of these guys is getting injured. That's that's what you're yep. saying. He knew this was we wouldn't and take we'll him up miss on week it. one. Well, Brady doesn't count. If why are suspended. why
2: are we showing Ryan Fitzpatrick highlights? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he was in the playoffs for that. Wait, Mark Sanchez didn't
2: make the playoffs. Well, either way, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I will take yeah. you up on this. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll good take man. Good one. man. Of course, I'm going to take you up on this because to not take you up on this is rooting for injury. Also. Well, listen, Craig, they're you guys play are like, turning
3: this into a moral play. I think it's just uh, – it, it, listen, this is how you play the game.
4: I just think logically <laughs> they're going to play about, what, a combined three-quarters of preseason action? Mm-hmm. So you said it, an olive preseason? Training camp
3: slash preseason. Just could happen at any moment between now and week one. Just that one will miss
4: week one with an injury.
1: Yes. I'll definitely take, I'll take it up it. on that. I'll take it. Dan's not through. They're all you. going down. Dan I don't is, understand. Dan well, is very unhappy. No, it's not that I'm unhappy. You always go back to guys getting hurt and like that being part of it. Well, and
4: those that. are the visions he has.
1: During
3: <laughs> the draft run, I had when I went like fifteen and one, not one of them was about anyone
2: getting hurt. Well, uh, uh, listen. Selective memory.
1: You're like a high school senior living in the past. Move forward. Hey,
2: and by the Over. way, you weren't exactly. You shouldn't be applauded for not predicting people will get hurt during the draft. They're just walking up to a podium. How are they going to hurt anyways? I'm feeling a lot of jealousy in the room <laughs> from everyone except Wes.
4: Yeah, I'm you on know, your side. You, are, you are really
1: good at this game. How about you just pick yourselves up? Why don't you guys go to your log cabin for your little <laughs> before camp <laughs> celebration together and talk about how great you I'll go to a log cabin. You want to? Yikes. Why not? Big Bear? Come take on. This, it's take actually a pool line. party. One-on-one pool volleyball. <laughs> <between> Dude, <two. laughs> Speedos only. All right, Wes, your turn.
4: All right, Uh Seahawks backfield. There's a lot of talk that Kristen Michael might get traded. He might get cut. This guy Thomas Rawls, undrafted free agent mm. rookie, is supposedly gangbusters. To use one of Damashek's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. fr- key mm-hmm. phrases. Pete Carroll loves this Thomas Rawls guy. Mm. Go get my lunch. Kristen Michael and Thomas Rawls will both be on. Will both survive Seahawks final cuts.
2: That's a deep track right there. I like it.
4: Well, I could have gone with the Eagles quarterback again, but we've kind of. Done that all the past. So,
2: month. The, so they've they're they're getting to week one. They're, they 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 survived the
4: final cuts. Okay, both
2: of them. But what about okay? So they make it to week one. They're on the final. Well, hold
4: on. So that doesn't they include, survive the final. Cut. Does not include practice. What spot, if they obviously? got cut two days
2: later? That that's doesn't survive. Survive the final
4: cuts. Final you cuts. know, cut down day. That's Saturday where they well, cut see that's different. You're people. moving
2: it. Bec- I, I would rather say like Wednesday of.
4: All right. Well, uh, I'll say uh, I'll say they're on the week schedule. one roster. Okay.
1: Okay. So Michael and Rawls.
4: But if they're on, like, IR, that still counts as survived because they're not cut.
1: I must admit I don't know Thomas Rawls' chance of staying on the Seahawks <laughs> roster. I'm not too plugged in on that. But I don't think they'll give up on Christine Michael d- despite – or Kristen Michael despite everything that happened last year. I will say they'll both be on the roster. But this Rawls figure I, d- I don't know much about. I'm, I'm, go- <laughs> I'm, hanging out, I'm hanging onion on this one.
2: I'll take you up on the sandwiches because that's my MO. Yeah. Take the sandwich. I'll take you. I, I'm mixed on this. It's, it's about 50-50. It's a good one. I
3: think they keep trying to motivate
2: Michael That's through what the I press, think and they like his talent, but something the, the switch is not. Yeah. My, my instincts actually games. say you're right because they just love those running backs. But they, This is head games. They're trying to motivate Michael.
1: Dan, All right, you got one? I thought I did. I can't remember what it was anymore. You Does to it know? involve Oh, here balls? we go. Hang on. I got to go behind the grass. The Irishman. Hey, Irish, you'll never can you find email me what my uh, <laughs> my sandwich prop was because I can't remember it anymore. Why don't you go, Greg, uh, while uh, all right covers that Chitters.
2: Here we go. We've been talking about him. We're going to talk about him a little more. My sandwich proposition is Tom Brady will be starting at quarterback for the Patriots in week one. I'm not taking
4: that. I believe it. I'll take it. Why not? Is he
2: going to have a little trouble in court?
4: Injunction, injunction, <laughs> what's your film? He will start week mm. He one. will be the
2: starter. Even though they have upheld his suspension, I choose not to believe in that reality. I choose to be, believe in a reality where Tom Brady is out there throwing about five touchdowns on national television, and the fifth one is to Brandon LaFell to win the game. And then he points up to the box where uh, the commissioner is sitting and said, that one's for you, buddy.
1: Wow. Sticks
2: well that's not part rog. of the
1: sandwich. I just am saying he's starting. He sticks it to Rog in a big spot, you're yeah. saying.
3: It's quite the picture you've painted here. <laughs> I don't see Goodell even he's showing. Probably up not,
1: to yeah, it. he's probably not going to the game in that. Rog, area. uh yeah. The, the listen, Tom Brady is not starting week one, so I will take you up on that. I figured everyone would take me up. No, this. I'm not taking I like the I was, won't even. I'll it. take you no, up too. I
4: choose to believe in your reality too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what was your what was I'll your? take you up too, why not? Yeah. Well, you've got the numbers on your side. Considering not only has he been suspended, but they've upheld it. Plus, plus, he's dirty and he destroyed his cell phone. Give me a break.
1: Courts don't like that.
2: It was a Samsung. Everyone's got to make hey, that. They're going go to this go to court, the court. They're going to go to the
1: stuffy courtroom and be like, "All right, Tom, you know what? We're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's just see the cell phone." And they're going to hand over just a bunch of chips and like different like beeps and boops. I like when it.
4: the court says, "What's your evidence to the NFL?" And they're like, "Ah." He might have known that somebody was going to deflate something, but we have no idea if it was instructed by him or
1: if he knew anything. He might have known. Why, By the way, why did the NFL suspend those guys, the two guys connected with Brady? Well, know. they're both they're – both, I haven't, that, I haven't been able to figure that? out anything behind their – Both gentlemen are about six feet below the Massachusetts turnpike right now. <laughs> why did smart. they get – why were they the patsies <laughs> in this, and yet Tom's innocent?
4: That's just a. It is a what we,
1: throwing an easier football,
4: and then they took it out. He still demolished the Colts in the second half, and then had the best fourth quarter in Super Bowl history with a with a real ball. All right,
2: we've got the whole we've got the whole uh, year to settle. We
4: through. literally let's have a year dance. to let's, talk about this. All right, dance.
1: Here we go, uh, Wes. You, you teased it. You actually undercut it a little bit. It's okay. You and I are disagreeing in this podcast. It's all good. It's all in love. But oh, I You're, do- you're doing anti Rawls. Yeah, this is also <laughs> going to say about, Lou Lou Rawls. This is won't about make Lou the Rawls? Rolls. Here we go. No, um, all right. Sam Bradford is he starting week one? <laughs> wait, wait. You got to throw. Just say what you think. <laughs> He's going to start week one. Oh, okay. he is. All right. Will he will start week one? He has the knees of Joe Namath. Uh, he has Mark Sanchez in the mix there, but I still mm. think they're going to give him the starting job, and he'll be healthy and he'll be on the field.
4: I have so little confidence in your ability to play this game well that I'm going to go with Sanchez. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you got to take a closer look, by the way, at how this game works, son, because I did badly in the draft, but I've done well overall. You're like in last place. Go check it out. Go check it out. Ask our uh, our – GoGetMyLunch.org.
4: You can see the standings, and you guys can tell me, listeners, where Dan stands. Do me a favor. When we have our next podcast, you grovel,
1: and you get (laughs) on and apologize to me for your behavior. All right. You're up, Mark.
3: So much uncomfortable heat. I'm going to take you up, too.
1: Why not? So you think Mark Sanchez is starting? Sure.
2: Hmm. He he may have the knees of Joe Namath, but he's got the looks of a mid-80s sitcom star. (laughs) Too. <laughs> <Bradford>. No, Brad, <he laughs> <doesn't. laughs> Women think he's great looking. What they about do? Sanchez? Good looking kind of, you know, Kirk Cameron yeah. type of. They've got Sanchez, you know, Tebow, dolly. and Bramford. Never struck me. By the way. And, and by the way, Chip Kelly. By gonna, the way, people think Mark Sanchez is good looking. You know what he's got? He's got a big contract, and he's got the Chip Kelly thinking about all those draft picks he gave up for him. So I think they're going to give him every chance to start. I'm not taking you up on that sandwich. I think so it was a good. Men. I think it was a good one to throw out because it's right on 50-50, but I'm not going to take it.
3: He has it. the knee of like a 52-year-old dad.
2: <laughs> dad
1: bod. Uncle Chuck's knee. <laughs> Poor Uncle Chuck. What a mess that guy is physically. It's Frankenstein. Um, I really
2: hope you don't have an Uncle Chuck. I did. I did, I did at one
1: point, but he got divorced. He out succumbed of to back pressure. Well, that's, you know, he was a dirtbag. We're getting a lot of information <laughs> yeah. here. Actually, don't that's feel great. bad about it. No, everybody has like uncles that were, came in and out of the family because they were turds. Uh, that was my Uncle Chuck. You didn't have any? Oh, I have a family with a lot of uh, aunts and sisters. Yeah. So there's some bad men that will cycle in. It's inevitable. There's well, I like feel seven. for you
3: and for the 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 aunt in question that went through the Chuck period. I feel. <laughs> <for you. laughs>
1: I like that your entire family untouched yeah. by the the darkness of divorce.
3: Well, I did not I did not say yes or no to that, but I don't have an Uncle Chuck episode haunting my past. What we've learned though, between
2: past. this between Jen Welter and your uh, appreciation of Dan's uh, nameless aunt, you're a lover of women. You always are sensitive to to their needs and their feelings.
3: Remember when you had a review of that. the View. The View is trash, and because I value women, they wouldn't like that show. Either. I know. I, I loved I, your stance on that. Women are smarter than The View.
1: We do. We all love women, and that's why Colleen and Lindsay are here. K. Rich, listen, the Around the NFL podcast, a friend of the female race, and that's it for <laughs> that's race. A weird way to end <laughs> it. Race. Very strange. Race. Very strange. Uh, that's it for. Uh, Wednesday show whoa whoa Dan what's up oh wait you're no, not no.
4: even here I am here I've been here the whole time with the rest of the crew Shout how have your now. graphics been it's been <laughs> awesome all right real quick though um podcast MVP for today's show did a great job hosting trafficking and a phone now video Dan hands assistant
2: hey. whoa
1: yeah nice.
2: My favorite moment of the podcast is always looking at Mark's
1: reaction. Yeah. To well, it's. MVP. Can we actually, once we get rolling on now, and if we're going to keep doing this MVP segment, if we keep rolling on it, can we have a, like a little box in the corner that's on Mark's face when you make the announcement? Listen, I'm
3: fine. You can play your little game and your little hobby horse act, whatever it is. But let me tell you something. This segment is junk, and we should end the show on a high point.
1: Mark's no uh, gracious loser. He's not there.
3: Let's end the show well.
1: Um, Great Listen, job by Dan. We could have ended on female race, which yeah. would, have been <laughs> that would have been a, a different way to go. end it. Thank you, TD. And thank you to the Irishman, Brandon McGinnis. Beautiful work. And Sully, I see him back there, literally in a fishing shirt. It's a little strange, but he we do does have, have we. a fishing uh, shirt. We'll be back on Thursday with another show. Uh, we're rolling three times a week, so uh, that's it. This is Dan Hansis signing off with the quiet storm. The mailman the boss and everyone behind the glass till Thursday.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better.